This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind. We are on episode 8 of season 4 and as always I am, well I won't say always because she was missing last week but delightful to have the brilliant Anya Fahi slash Farrell back with us. I'm still getting used to this surname. So have we decided yet? Which is it? Is it mm. Fahi or Farrell? Uh, we haven't decided yet. We'll we haven't. See. Right, we'll so see. we're still going with the same. Yeah. Good evening anyway, madam. Welcome back. Thanks very much. How Great are you this back. evening? Yeah, good, good, yeah. Good. Did you miss the action the weekend? I certainly did. And by all accounts, I think I missed an absolute humdinger of a game. Really at one stage, really, but the last couple of minutes anyway. Definitely the last couple of um, minutes. But we'll so, we'll yeah. get into that one shortly. But yeah. first of all, I am delighted once again to be joined by another Kilkenny man who was flying the camogie flag in Carlo. Peter Chabclear, manager of the Carlo Junior Intermediate slash Junior team, depending on what way they put the divisions in the league now, because you've qualified for the 3A final. First of all, Chab, congratulations. Brilliant victory over Kildare at the weekend. 2-12 to 4 points. First of all, were you surprised by the margin of the victory? Yeah, I was. I think the margin of the victory definitely flatters a little bit. It was an incredibly competitive game, uh, really bruising encounter, tough physical match, uh, with great game, uh, and we got a goal there towards the end that gave us put a little bit of a shine on the uh, on the result. But it was a magnificent game. It was a really, really tough match, uh, and great to get the win. It certainly was. I mean, I chatting to you a couple of weeks ago. You were a game or two into the National League you were after having a couple of very good wins you had one more game to go last weekend you won that comfortably or not last weekend the weekend before you won that comfortably as well put you at the top of the table going in for the semi-final you said it to me a couple of weeks ago that there were stronger tests coming and we would have put Kildare and Armagh who were at the other side of the group as one of either of those tests that if you got but by God you dispatched Kildare fairly comprehensively to be fair to you and you're now competing against Armagh in the Division 3A title and looking for promotion to get back up to Division 2 for the first time since 2015. Yeah, look, it's absolutely brilliant to be in a, in a final, in a national final. It's, uh, it's just a great place to be and it's definitely something we targeted as a, as a group and as a squad at the start of the year uh, was to first of all be competitive and, and try and get into an old final and it's like anything, Mark, when you're in a final, that can happen. So uh, we're just thrilled to be there. Uh, we've We've had incremental increases in terms of our performances over the last number of weeks, so we're we're getting better and better as the games come into it. But as we're getting better, the games are getting tougher and tougher as well. So um, we're looking forward to a brilliant battle with a, an unbelievable Armagh team in a couple of weeks' time. Well, as you know yourself, you don't want to peak too early because there's teams that have peaked for the league. They've went out and won it, and when it came to championship, fell us under and didn't perform at all at all. So no doubt you're keeping a very close eye on that. But you're dead right. There's certainly improvements. But compared to where Carlo have been with the last couple of years, and we even spoke with Kate Nolan as well uh, here a few weeks ago when she done the one-on-one interview with myself, there's a newfound confidence that's after being brought to the team and she lays that directly down at yourself and the rest of the management team for putting the I suppose the structures in place you know everything seems to be going right for them and it's telling chap because the results are certainly going your way and while Armagh might be a, a bit stronger maybe than Kildare I know you and you're not going to fear at all at all going up against Armagh in the final No we're, we're really excited by the Armagh challenge uh, it's going to be a brilliant test for us and 
you know, they've been in the last three Premier Junior All Ireland finals in a row, winning one and losing two. So it's a really, really good test for us uh, to get. Um, in terms of her, how, how we're after performing to get to here, I mean, I have to put it all down to the players. Their, their attitude has been absolutely brilliant. Um, we have the likes of, of Kate Nolan, who's an inspirational captain, leading uh, leading the team from the front. I mean, it's 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 absolutely brilliant. So uh, the players have given us absolutely everything, um, everything we've asked, they've done, and uh, it's just I'm just delighted for them, Martin, that all their hard work has has paid off so far. And look, we, we know it's only the national league, and we know uh, there's a Leinster campaign to come and an All Ireland campaign to come. Uh, but still, when you get to a final, you want to be able to compete and you want to be able to win. And uh, we certainly need no stone unturned over the next couple of weeks. To to try and uh, set ourselves upright and put ourselves in a position to be competitive and after that we'll see what happens. I know when you say it's only the league it's tongue in cheek because no matter when you go out into a final you certainly want to come away with the victory in it. How much of a booze chap would it be as I say, from where Carlo were two years ago to get out of that newly formed Division 3 and get up into Division 2 and be playing the likes of Kerry who are flying high with it at the minute, uh, you know, Westmeath, uh, the Leashes, those kind of teams as well as you prepare then to go forward into playing some of them in the Leinster Championship and then into the Championship itself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're playing at a higher level, you're playing better opposition and that improves everybody uh, and the whole county as a squad. And we would like to think um, that as a squad, we would have the ability to compete with a lot of those teams. But the reality is we are where we are and there's no point in talking about where you think you should be. You have to go improved on the pitch. Uh, and we've done that over the last couple of games. We've put ourselves in a position now, really, really good position uh, to, to, to gain promotion. Um, and if we do, it'll be the first box ticked uh, in a lot of boxes we need taken this year. But it's the first step. Uh, it'll be in the right direction. Uh, and it'll give us a nice bit of momentum going into the Leinster Championship. It certainly will, but it's also having a knock-on effect, albeit, OK, the Miners had a small little blip over the weekend as well, losing out to Common, but the first two games, like going to Derry and having a, a victory away to Derry, um, and then the, the second game as well, uh, I can't even think who it is off the top of my head here now. Um, Westmead, that's it, yeah. I mean, two very good games, and we were talking to Shane last week on the podcast as well, um, and he even said it, that when, you know, the adult team is going well the teams down underneath that can see that and they're all up in their performances and doing very well Yeah it's like the lowest saying a, a rising tide lifts all boats and to be fair to the likes of, of Shane Murray and Dizzy Ward and the minor management um, I mean they're putting Trojan work um, we have four girls I think on our panel that are that are involved with the minors as well so it's huge for them to get exposure with us on our senior panel but to be able to bring that back uh, where they're leaders on their team at minor level so um, the boys are doing a great job and they've been working really hard over the last number of months as well uh, and with a bit of luck uh, I know they have a couple of games left but it'd be brilliant to see the minor girls get into another in the semi-final uh, and that's just huge for the for the coming years in terms of players progressing through back up to the senior ranks Exactly Well look I promised you I wouldn't keep you too late because I know that you have training there as well this evening um, and it wouldn't be a good look for the manager not to be there on time even though he is doing something very important with chatting to ourselves as well but as always Chab thanks a million for taking the time out and talking with us on Come On Kind uh, we will be chatting to you very close to that uh, final as well which is pencilled in for the 8th of April so not long to go um, and we will keep uh, a very close eye on it and follow you all the way through to that league final as well 
Thanks, Marilyn. And thanks to you and all the come on kind team. I know the, the Carlo Camogie uh, set of our, our thrill with the coverage that you're giving us this year. So it's really, really appreciated at the promotion of Carlo Camogie through yourself. So just thanks to you and all the come on kind team and case for for your support of Camogie and Carlo. I know you're very welcome. We always said it that we wanted to promote it as much as possible. Um, and I promised that from when we started with this season and I'm following through on it. And it's great actually that even the team is going so well because it's certainly boosting the profile of Carlo Camogie. Um, and as we say we'll always keep following it for the rest of the year all through the Leinster Championship and for the All-Ireland Series as well so you'll be getting plenty of phone calls off me I can tell you to give us your progress or where you failed in a match if that happens along the way as well Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, look, Thanks a million Martin and the best luck Perfect Thanks a million chap That was Peter Chapclear the manager of the Carlo Intermediate team and they are in as we said earlier the Division 3A final coming up against Armagh but right chap was going early to training so obviously I know I'm jumping from Billy to Jack again this evening on you as I was last week but we're going to go back all the way to the Division 1A games because we had matches uh, the weekend I have to say obviously first of all our producer uh, is missing this evening because she has um, a funeral and I suppose the funeral it's a sombre kind of a moment because the late great May Brophy was always listening into camogie matches uh, where myself and Anya were commentating on them and she would always speak about things uh, later on as well and loved a slice of lemon drizzle cake made by moi when it came to her don't know what she found special about it but anyway she did but uh, poor May uh, went to her eternal reward last Saturday evening um, and her removal was taking place this evening on Monday because we are recording this evening um, so we w- uh, want to wish our sympathies to all of May's family and in particular to Ray Brophy who has been a great friend to ourselves um, and to uh, Kilkenny Camogie as well because uh, himself and even May's other relation Jason uh, belonging to Fastlane has done so much work for us in promotion and medal presentations etc so our deepest sympathies to everyone involved there on May's sad passing Right. She would have been listening to us at the weekend. Not you, because yep. you were busy, but myself and Paula, she may definitely would have been. Um, and she would have heard that Kilkenny had a one-point victory over Tipperary in Piltown in very tough conditions, which I was terrified that the game was not going to go ahead because the mm. amount of pitches that was closed last weekend because of the amount of rainfall that had to come in a week was scarily crazy. Um, and thank you to Piltown for hosting those matches. It was great that one match was able to be played on on each field and to get the games played but what a victory for Kilkenny big ramifications for Tipperary because they were hoping to get to a league final and that result mm-hmm. against Kilkenny at the weekend has now as we know with the results that have gone their way um, have gone against them I should say Tipperary didn't make the league final yeah they certainly didn't and I'll hold my hands up I tipped Tipperary to beat Kilkenny in this and I suppose for going on form that's what I went on but you know Kilkenny certainly particularly in the last in the final stage of that game you know pulled it out of the bag there and came out with a one point uh, victory in that so yeah okay do you know what it doesn't have any effect on the way Kilkenny are going to progress in the league but I think you know it was very important for them to get a, a victory especially in the last extremely, game extremely yeah. really really important I think you know because the next couple of weeks they're going to be focusing in on you know a Leinster Championship and obviously then the All-Ireland Championship and you know the groups and everything after being done now so I think that's where their main focus in and I think probably having to go back to the train and field with a loss in the last game I think would have been 
enough. It would have been a massive task for the management team. And Brian just actually said that to me as well when I was doing the full-time sports show. If the Cork game had to be last weekend's game and you're going into Leinster Championship with a 13-point defeat, Mm -hmm. you're going to be looking at a massive task to try and get players' confidence back up to get them interested in going into the Leinster Championship. Mm -hmm. This way, the victory, you know, while subtle and it is a stepping stone, it's still a victory and now they can go into the performance uh, in the Leinster Championship because they know they have work to do yeah. but steadily week in week out it is progressing nicely and as Brian said back to the basics they went and it worked Yeah it certainly is and I suppose that's what they have to do and they've got another six weeks where now like you know you know as well as I do they're probably going to hit the ground running um, over the next couple of days and they're really going to you know be throwing all their efforts into it you know we've kind of alluded to the fact that they are probably a little bit behind compared to where other teams are so I suppose this is really where the hard work is going to start now for Kilkenny and you know they have an amends to make nearly for themselves and they kind of I suppose nearly want to do the wrongs that they've done throughout the league and they have a lot of things to work on but do you know what in hindsight it's probably a perfect opportunity for them you know if they were to go if they had been coasting through the league they probably wouldn't have really learned anything but I do think no. the management team have certainly learned an awful lot and they've seen an awful lot of players as well and they've seen some new players come into the into the four there as well and I think the Leinster Championship is really going to be about tweaking you know the, the, the points that we'll say that haven't gone so well over the last couple of weeks they're going to be able to tweak them now coming into the Leinster Championship and then hit the ground running when it comes to the All-Ireland I suppose when you're kind of looking from a tips point of view you have to feel for them you're really 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 do that was a massive massive game for Tipperary it was and while I understand your sentiments I mean if it was the other way around I mean let's be fair Tipperary had it in their hands yeah you know they yeah, were a point up Emer Heffernan put them a point ahead with uh, two minutes gone in injury time but I mean when you have Denise Gall on your mm-hmm. team and let's be fair she and I said this to Brian as well she was missed so much against Cork now yeah. the result I don't think wouldn't have made a blind bit no, of difference but no. she certainly was missed and to get two injury time freeze and pop them over the bar the last one in particular mm-hmm. I mean she is definitely the ice queen because she doesn't seem to have fear nothing seems to phase her when it comes to us and that last free that she took just sailed straight over the black spot to give him the victory Yeah like Denise Gall it's certainly I suppose in a pressure situation if you had to pick one player that you want on your team that's going to be able to produce the goods it's definitely going to be her we've seen what she's done in all our finals that goal against Galway in 2020 you know like an, an empty stadium in in Crow Park and just this eerie silence and you know not alone would the, the, the silence make you nervous but the actual knowing the fact that like right I need to get this so we can go on and win this game cool as a cucumber on you go it shows in her personality as well she's yeah, just cool unreal. she's just you know there's nothing ever going to phase her and I suppose like you know Kilkenny are very lucky at the fact that we do have a player, player of her calibre that nothing will phase her at all there's no such thing as pressure when it comes to her and you know she's so modest in how she comes about herself and it's she you know she'd never be blowing her own trumpet she'd be always about you know the team and you know Asher listened to his grand and Asher <laughs> you know and practicing in wine gap or wherever the case may be and you know fair play but she does, and that is key yeah she does because whether it's in the CBS in Callan or whether it's below on the pitch in wine gap she has a bag of balls that she is constantly down and yeah. she is practicing those frees it's not something that just happens overnight or no. when you go to a match it's just going to happen you have to put the hours and hours and hours in and it's shown because 
because as Brian said to me himself this evening rarely does she miss and if she yeah. does miss we're nearly surprised because she's that good yeah and you know what when she does you kind of know maybe like if she's going to miss big if she's going to miss big points like that she's going to do it at the start of the game because you can see then by her frustration that she does actually get frustrated oh, yeah. like she knows that she's after letting her teammates down letting herself down and by God will she try and make amends for that and listen you know a, a really really good result for Kilkenny it's going to work well for them I think going into the Leinster campaign especially over the next six weeks I think the girls will know now you know that listen we got a last victory that's going to instill a bit of confidence back into us which is probably what they needed especially mm-hmm. again after the court game and I think they're just going to push on now and you know it's going to be back to basics as Brian said and just hit the ground running for the next six weeks and go hard Yep Cork and Galway met in Parky Cueve in horrendous conditions down there as well obviously this had a bearing because if Tipperary had to beat Kilkenny they were obviously in the league final mm-hmm. They were then depending on Cork beating Galway for them to get to the league final. Cracker of a match. Mm-hmm. Galway comes away with a one-point victory down in Parky Cueve, a repeat of last year's final. And the two teams are going to be meeting again because the result of 111 to 110 for Galway now means that Galway will take on Cork in the league final on the 16th of April. Yeah, and if um, if I'm correct in saying anything, it was an Eilish or a late Eilish O'Reilly goal as well that um, kind of pushed Galway over the line there too. And I suppose, listen... Like I'm going to go back and say it on my heart. I, I like I really do feel for Tipperary. I really, really do. I would have loved to have seen a different team in it. I think we're kind of all looking at Cork and knew that Cork were certainly the team that were, you know, a top form and they were well ahead of everyone else. And, you know, if you look back to, you know, a mere six, seven weeks ago when the league actually started, Galway beating in the first round, Kilkenny beating in the first round, you were thinking that, you know, were Galway really up to up to that level as well? And next thing you had the Galway Kilkenny game inside Nolan Park, and that's where, you know, both teams really showed their true class the rivalry really came out in each other and listen Galway just kept plugging away and you know they've you know deservedly set up a league a league final appearance with Cork again Dennis Kelly though I mean all these teams are certainly going to be vying for championship when it comes to the latter stages and yes. the semi-final Tipperary is going to be in that mix we know that Matthew Toomey is taking nothing for granted for the league and depending even on how the league result goes it's the championship that everybody is going to matter about coming up um, and obviously the draws for that were done we're not going to dwell too much on them on this this evening because it will be starting later on and we will dwell a bit more on it but there was obviously one other game in the Division 1A and that was the meeting of Clare and Dublin and that ended in a draw one ten apiece which has ramifications for Dublin because they played Waterford a couple of years ago in the Division 1 playoff final mm-hmm. Dublin won it by a point Waterford got relegated and now Dublin are being relegated down to Division 1B for next year they finished bottom of the table due to that draw yeah and it's not a place where you want to see Dublin Camogie like you really really don't want to see it but I suppose like you have to look at all their games like they just they just couldn't seem to keep up to the pace and I really feel like that first day of Clare against Clare against Kilkenny that was a huge huge game for Clare and it really actually showed here like you know if that was to go the opposite way around we would have been looking at score difference and it could have easily been Clare being relegated It's very possible there was only 15 points in the difference isn't it? Do you know like I just you know what Dublin they just just couldn't seem to get themselves together and I think they are going to I think there's going to be an awful lot of work that'll have to be done over the next couple of weeks coming into the Leinster Championship now and especially trying to prepare for an All-Ireland knowing that you're after being relegated as well it's not a nice place to be in and the management team are going have to do a lot of work like 
you know, mentally to prepare these girls for this and they're just going to have to push this league campaign right to the very back of their minds now because you don't want that dwelling on them too much. You don't want them to fo- be focusing on the fact that they are playing Division 2 next year. They are a C. It's, it's 1B. Yeah, so, Division 1B. Yeah. yeah, so do you know, like, it, it's going to be a, it is going to be a tough task for them, to be fair. That this it is, but you look at Waterford. Like, yeah. a couple of years ago that they, they beat changed. Waterford. Mm-hmm. Waterford, okay, they changed their manager. They were plugging away. They would have maybe expected to put in a good performance and come up and win the Division 1 uh, or the Division 2 final last year. It didn't happen because uh, Wexford went on and won the Division 2 final. They beat Waterford in the semi-final. So the rejig of the league, it's a place that Dublin can rebuild. They can mm-hmm. start from scratch again um, and go forward. But, you know, they have to want it as well and they have to put in the, the work. Not I'm saying that they're not, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, it all starts from the very top, working its way down, getting new players in. We've seen them perform. They're not a bad team, you know. No. They're just not getting the results that maybe they should be getting. Uh, which brings us on to Division 1B, where Dublin are going to be playing um, next year. And there was one game that was postponed. That was Wexford and Antrim. And that was due to the bad weather. The other two games that went ahead was obviously Waterford played down so we're going to start there because Waterford was at the top of the table um, and they had a fairly comprehensive victory mm-hmm. over down 316 to 10 points we kind of did expect it to go that way yeah. um, and it did and that puts Waterford top of the table with a 100% record 5 from 5 Yeah and like if you actually just look at their points difference they're plus 75 there on the score difference yep. you know it's crazy it just goes to show that the standard that Waterford are at and I honestly think that their championship campaign last year I think that is what has led to this it's like nearly the revival of Waterford Camogie and um, they've obviously put in an awful lot of work there like 1096 it's like crazy scoring six yeah. points in five games I mean I and don't like, know what Beck Carton's score was against Down but I mean I know herself uh, she's been raking up the scores yeah. I think she's top of the scoreboard actually even top scorer in the league okay. um, of all the divisions at the minute so it's, um, it is crazy yeah it's it's phenomenal but you know what it's really really good to see Waterford back up at the very top and you know they really should be pushing themselves to get in to be back up playing Division 1A next year they need to be back up there well as we they said really, if they have really aspirations do of going yeah. to the All-Ireland Series you have yeah. to be playing the, the top teams in and as you know and you're talking about the likes of Tipperary mm-hmm. you're talking about the Corks yeah. you would have been talking about us like um, yeah. up to the, the league campaign still work but I mean Kilkenny is going to be there thereabouts at championship level we don't know who Waterford are going to be playing because that uh, game against Antrim and Wexford that was postponed that does have to be played because yeah. it's vitally important to whoever wins it mm-hmm. if Wexford get a draw that's it Wexford will be playing Waterford in the league final Antrim need a victory and if Antrim get the victory over Wexford Mm -hmm. it's going to be Waterford and Antrim in the Division 1B final with one of those teams getting promoted up into Division 1A Um, so I mean Paula was here the last day I know what she said who was going to win that game it is a home game for Antrim so I'm going to ask you to see whether you have the same opinion or not who is going to win the game between Waterford and or not between Waterford and Wexford between Antrim and Wexford I actually think I picked this last week and for the life of me I can't even remember who I picked well you didn't because you weren't here was it no I was here last week was I no Paul was here last week oh my god I don't even know what days I have now at this stage um, yeah you weren't here last week Paul was sitting Wexford. in your hot seat no it was two weeks ago Martin I wasn't here 
Ah, stop. No, yeah, it, it was two weeks ago I wasn't here. It wasn't, it was last week, wasn't it? No, it was t- definitely two weeks ago. Ah, stop. Yeah, no, it's terrible, isn't it? Ah, Janie, Mag. I know, it's crazy. Um, but anyway, nonetheless... <laughs> well, like, anyway, are you sticking with your original I decision? Know, I can't remember who I actually picked, that's, to be honest I'm, with I'm you. That's terrible, you know, isn't it? It is. Do you know what? I think, it, like, it is It is up an antrum. It is an antrum, yeah. yeah. It was supposed to be in Portland Owen at the weekend, um, but due to bad weather, uh, every pitch in the place was waterlogged. Yeah, do you know what? Like, both teams are like they're very much, very much. I think balanced you actually out. picked Antrim in this one, and you only went venue. with it because of there's the home, home venue. venue. Okay, do you know what? I'm just going to stick to my guns and go with Antrim. I do think it'll be Wexford, but I'm going to stick to my guns and go with Antrim on this. Okay, the home venue will stand to them. We'll we have fair. to like, wait and see. That game is on journey. this weekend. Okay, like it is a massive journey yeah. for Wexford to have to go. Up. Sorry, it's I'm I'm looking at it. It is in Port Lenoan this weekend coming. Um, I don't know where it was actually fixed for uh, last weekend. So my apologies, Port Lenoan. Um, no, it's there this weekend on the second. Mm-hmm. Of April um, with a 2pm throw-in so we will wait and see uh, who's coming out of it but you think Antrim but your head is telling you Wexford Yeah I just think like when you have to go the distance like that um, especially up to the north like I, I do think it is a massive advantage to the north team to have a home venue up there and I just think that Wexford having to literally travel that distance I think that's going to come against them Well like Dublin and Clare at the Division 1A side of things Offaly and Limerick yeah. was meeting uh, for basically a relegation six-pointer at this weekend or last weekend coming um, don't know who you picked in this one I think you did go for Limerick yeah no went it, for Limerick it was close enough yeah. but Limerick did come away with the victory 2-14 to 1-14 which unfortunately means that Dublin or not Dublin okay. well Dublin is dropping to 1-B but Offaly is dropping from 1-B all the way down to 2-A yeah, like I'll be honest with you, and I feel I really hope like people don't think like I'm having a, having a go at Offaly or I'm bashing Offaly at all. I, I I genuinely I genuinely was worried about them. I just I think like the last two years or so, I, I just feel like they have we been have struggling. Been worried, a bit. Yeah, and like we're and it's like we're not saying it to be negative towards them. It's like the, it's genuine. It's a concern because we want to see Offaly competing. We want to see them up at the top. Like you know, they're they're only over the road from as well. And I suppose the whole idea of Camogie is having every team like competing at the top yeah. level and where they should be and if a team is we've competing- even said it when it comes to the club championship yeah. that St. Rhinus was after winning the intermediate All-Iron title yeah. for twice to put yeah. St. Roy or whoever won the Offaly Championship into the senior Leinster club this year we've said it it's great because yeah. there's now four teams in it mm-hmm. so we genuinely do want all the teams to be playing very very well but you're right Offaly has been struggling with the last number of years but if you look at the, the scores for Limerick and Offaly it'll tell you how so close yeah. they were six goals and 47 points scored between them um, Offaly had the one draw Limerick had the one win and that was basically the difference and that was only the game at the, the weekend so there really wasn't much to separate the two teams No there certainly wasn't but I do think do you know what I think this is a perfect opportunity something like Dublin as well it's a perfect opportunity for them to rebuild like we've seen they won a minor sea All-Ireland I think last year or the year before in Offaly The other bit leash Yeah, yeah. so I really think like you know this is a perfect opportunity for them to breed in those new players and re- really just start to regrouping and go back to basics again go back to the drawing board and see like you know if they can just you know bring out everybody and like, maybe get more players get involved at inter-county level it's something that they're going to have to do and I think that should really be their main focus in Offaly Camogie at the moment 
Okay, well, we'll move on to 2A uh, and Offaly is going to be competing against some of these teams because one of them is going to be gone out of it. But Kerry and Leash was playing at the weekend. Anya, Kerry are flying. Yes, absolutely. They're flying high and delighted to see it. They came away with a 2.15 to 1.5 victory. It was switched from Tralee. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Killarney it was in one of the main stadiums anyway it was played in uh, Knockanure GAA Club uh, at the weekend again pitches was a nightmare I can tell you yeah. that from every county but a 2.15 to 1.5 victory over Leash is massive and that puts Kerry into the Division 2A final and a chance to play in Crow Park Yeah it's a huge opportunity for them to be playing in Crow Park and you know what they really have been an on-farm team this year like they've, they've just been dominating in every game that they've come up against they've only had one draw in the whole campaign they scored 5.59 you know they really have been cruising ahead there and you know they were really after setting up a great Division 2A league final against me and I think that and you give that away we were going to draw it out a little bit but <laughs> anyway yeah about that. but yeah you know what it's absolutely brilliant it's great for Kerry I'm sure Paul would be absolutely delighted with that as well but yeah really good to see them back in Crow Park as well uh, this Kerry team an awful lot of these will have played in Crow Park with Clon Morris as yep. well so like they have that experience and I think that's really going to stand to them too it certainly will unfortunately when you go from the top where you have Kerry you have to come all the way right down to the bottom where you have Leash and like Offaly we feared for Leash. I mean, they had a great result against Kilkenny last year in the Leinster That's Championship. First we round. thought they were going to push on. They didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, things, if you read things online, etc., haven't been going Leash's way. There's been lots of commentary um, all around the place. But at the end of the day, they have finished bottom and they are going to be relegated now down to, uh, I think they go to 3A now. Am I right in saying that? Well, three and four kind of turning together, aren't they? Well, that's two A. Anyway, yeah. Um, Leash bad bad day for them, and it's a bad result. But again, they're just it going is, a bit like Offaly in Dublin have to start rebuilding. Yeah, it certainly is, and I suppose like you know, for Leash, they've had a, you know a tough couple of weeks, five games didn't manage to register a win from any of the five games and just seemed to be kind of you know not competing even not even competing or even trying like not that they're not trying to compete obviously they are trying to compete but they just haven't been competing they haven't been able to get up there they haven't been able to match any of the teams that they've been playing and you know what again yeah they go to 3A by the way okay so they're going like they are going down a division it's another opportunity to rebuild. I think that's what I think. This is what's really important for the teams that are being relegated. Don't look at it as a negative. Look at it as a positive as well. Because like, okay, listen, we're obviously they're upset. They're not. They're going to be going down a division. But I think it's important that they look to try to take the positives from it. It gives them an opportunity to rebuild and you know get a bit of growth back into the sport. Get them competing at a level that they're used to competing at. Get them back winning. And once they start winning, it's a habit, and they'll get into that habit again. And I guarantee you, in no time at all, we should see Leash back up. But sometimes you do have to do that, and you. Have to go down to yeah. rebuild a team to build up confidence mm-hmm. and to come back up and start competing again up at a higher level. You did mention already that Meath was playing Derry at the weekend. You said Derry didn't travel well to games. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, that was the case at the weekend, but yeah. not by much because no. Meath only came away with a two-point victory, one nine to ten points, and they have now set up that league final against Kerry. Yeah, that's a huge result there for Meath, and I was actually just reading there online there today. Aoife Minogue, um, one of the probably the very few dual players that's actually left in the country now. She's after playing four games in eight days between Camogie and football, two um, National League Camogie games and two National League football mm. games, and she's just she's still at the top of her game, and she's won 
of the leaders certainly is one of the leaders for um, Meath Camogie and you know d- dominating with the football as well so you know that's a huge huge you know accolade for her to be doing it you know then getting to Crow Park on top of this against Kerry it's really is setting up a dream for Meath and I think like Meath It's great for Meath because obviously they've had Jane Dolan retire yeah. and they had one of their other players that the lame eludes me right now at mm-hmm. this minute in time um, but they've had a couple of retirements there so for them to be competing mm-hmm. up as well and getting to the league final is certainly a great confidence for all those players that's coming behind them Yeah it certainly is and I think that's what's really important they're showing that you know that they're still able to compete at the top like they had a really good um, championship All-Ireland Championship last year as well so I think you know they're really after kind of building on that too and you know a Kerry and Mead probably not what a lot of people would would have seen maybe at the start of the year Division 2A final Kerry and Mead in it but by God both teams have certainly you know thrown everything at it and you know it's going to be a very very interesting day It certainly is the two teams have already met in the league Kerry won it by a goal yeah. it's going to be a very and tight affair I think that was a home match for Kerry as it well was. so you know like that obviously has the players as well when you have the crowd and I think it was actually the first round it was one of the first games that Kerry actually had in the in Tralee uh, that was round one uh, that was round two and that was round three so it was in round three but it was the second game they played in Fitzgerald Stadium yeah so like you can imagine like the crowd would have been really kind of out in force for Kerry there as well so yeah that was a huge result for them but it's going to be very very different coming league final well I think there's going to be a huge crowd that's going to travel to Crow Park Absolutely. and support Kerry and why yeah, not definitely um, if the footballers can get a big crowd so can the Camogie women yeah. right we're going to move on to Division 3A and as we said earlier this was the games between Carlo um, and Kildare that you heard us speaking with Chap here about uh, Carlo was the second game that was down first it was the first game time wise because it was played in the NGDC or the National Games Development Centre in Abbottstown it had an early throw in of 12 noon Carlo went up against Kildare now when you look at the table Kildare was second to Armagh Armagh was after winning all of their group games Carlo was after coming out on top in all of their group games and this was a game that we felt might be close mm-hmm. but that Kildare would certainly put up a battle mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about Carlo I mean Chap is probably trying to talk him down a small little bit not to build up the hype too much and keep players grounds firmly or players feet firmly on the ground I should say but when you look at a 14 point win for Carlo over Kildare's main team yeah like the amount of progress that that man has made up in Carlo with that group of players is something not in short of a miracle and it's great to see by the way yeah it's brilliant to see and you know what like I'm not I'm not overly shocked by it when I heard the appointment of Chap Clear going down to Carlo part of me was actually kind of jealous because I was like how did Kilkenny mess out on that (laughs) I'll be honest with you and I said it at the start um, what a great call I've seen the work that he did with Clara last year. And I said doing it this year because yeah, it's split still, season. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? And I think like they're very, very lucky to have him down there. And I feel like he's someone that everybody would buy into and everybody would literally listen to. I read it because I feel like he comes across like, you know, he, he's, he's obviously able to speak very well and he comes across as a really, really good trainer and comes across as a very likeable character. And I think he's after, listen, he's after doing a Trojan work. I think this is a huge, huge opportunity for Carlo. He's right. It's great to get to a National League final. It's great to get to any final. And this is going to hopefully start and build them with confidence as well. And you kind of look at But when you get where, to a final, you have to go and win You them. have to go and win it. Like you look at where Carlo 
Carlo were the last couple of years and you know there was that bit of concern there but I really feel like they're after doing like a 360 U-turn here on this all together like, and it's, it's great to see they're back where they should be and they're going to want to push on they're going to want to get back up to Division 2 and you know what a result because I feel like Kildare have been kind of hyped to be like a really good team this year but you're looking at Carlo there that's a that's a massive massive result for them 2-12 to 4 points Well you take it when you have the likes of Joe Quaid managing Kildare mm-hmm. up there you know and you're not going very well uh, and you're bringing Chap into nothing against Chap now by the way in case yeah. he's listening to me and I'm bad mouthing him or anything I am not but it's always probably the lesser known names to a certain degree because Chap would have started off he was great inter-county hurler himself Mm -hmm. but when it came to the camogie end of things he started low training his own club first then doing Clara's senior team which I think is the I, I can't remember him doing an adult kind of a team yeah. before Clara. Now maybe he did in the I'm background sure and I just didn't team, yeah. hear or anything. But I mean the step up then to inter-county management, I mean we've said it all along, Carlo, Carlo are our neighbours. Yeah. We want to see them doing well. Sir, we yeah. saw the hype of 2016 mm-hmm. when the three of us was in Crow Park, their juniors, our intermediates and the senior team. It was phenomenal. Yeah. It was a great day. And now the intermediates and the Carlo Intermediates is now going to be contesting league finals mm-hmm. as well, which is brilliant. Yeah. Little stash. So this is a disclaimer for any Carlo players that's out there. Do not listen to this. Pause it for the next two or three <laughs> minutes and fast forward it on to the next bit. Carlo won the league final in 2015. Yeah. They were promoted in 2016. Yeah. They went on and won the Premier Junior title in 2016 Championship. Yeah. It's kind of like starting starting a new wave, really. Isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, like, you know, it would, it'd be really good, but I think, you know, definitely Chap is certainly trying to talk him, you know, like, you know, talk him down there as well. But, you know, I suppose he's going to keep the girls very much focused on the next couple of weeks. I think they're really going to be, I think Carl are going to be very, very much excited about this. I think they're going to pull out all the stops for this. It's an opportunity. It's an All-Ireland final at the end of the day, whether it be a league or whether it be a championship, it doesn't make a difference. It's a final. And I really feel like it's something that Carlo Camogie need and if they can get the win in this final I think they're going to push extremely hard when it comes to the championship Yeah totally agree with you Now it is going to be hard mm. let's be honest I mean Armagh was the other uh, team that was playing against Ross Common and while we said this one could potentially be close we did say that Armagh would probably run out winners eventually mm-hmm. in the end they did by 8 points which is not a big margin no. you know Ross Common did put up a huge battle against them but it is going to be a huge test for Carlo going up against the informed team team um, as well in that division um, we're not going to preview it because that final is going to be played uh, on the weekend of the 8th and 9th of April I think it's down for the 8th of April not sure venue yet so we're going to wait for the preview and we're going to do a big build up onto the league final preview as well mm-hmm. um, on Come On Kind which we might even be gone out on location somewhere okay. for us you never know be great. the Division 4 final just a quick one on it obviously there was two semi-finals there uh, Tyrone was playing Louth great to see Louth in a semi-final Tyrone coming away with the victory impressive 124 score yeah. put up with Tyrone now we said this before Tyrone and Mayo um, have been 
an unknown quantity to us because we don't see very much of those teams yeah. competing in it to be fair to them so we don't really comment on it but Mayo had a very good win over Wicklow Wicklow did score four goals and three points Mayo though scored two goals and 12 points and it will be Mayo and Tyrone contesting the Division 4 final um, which in their own right is great for either of those two teams because um, any victory in the Division 4 final I need to get me Masters uh, fixtures out here now so the winner of the Division 3A promoted to Division 2 there is no automatic promotion for the Division 4 winners so whoever wins the Division 4 will still be playing in Division 3A yep. league next year which is great because yep. they will be getting um, extra games another opportunity exactly. like, you know realistically like uh, Division 4 is obviously the we'll say like the third and fourth place teams isn't it really in division in the in the group stages yeah the other ones so that come is, into it's, them it's yeah. probably the right way about going about it you're not like throwing them up to a grade where they're exactly. completely out of their depth it's given them an opportunity to maybe compete in a Division 3 final or semi-final the following year so yeah that's really good and it's, it's great for both Mayo and Tyrone and you're right you know I hate speaking about it because like we we obviously never really get the opportunity to see them play and it, it would be wrong of us to probably. Yeah which is a pity because yeah. we would like to see some yeah, of them um, you know but look the very best of luck to everyone in Mayo um, and Tyrone as well um, in your Division 4 final and even though there might be no promotion it's mm-hmm. still a win at the end of the day yeah. so whoever wins that will get a bit of silverware and as we always say you can't beat having a bit of silverware at the end of the year True. because it gives everyone such a huge boost so yeah the very best of luck to everybody right we're going to move along to the All-Ireland uh, Electric Ireland Minor A Championships the Division Kilkenny Intermediates did I not do that one? I didn't do the 1B. Yeah. Sorry, good woman. Okay. Um, I'll go back to that. My apologies. How did I skip 1B? Um, yeah, and we in a league final. We are. Sorry. My I, God. I completely forgot about 1B then. It's, look, it's been a, it's a, long, a long and stressful day on you. You know yourself. 2B. I mean, 2B. I, I, I'll swap. You come over here for no, a while no, and then no, me over there. No, not at all. It's all right. You're always saying I should be putting my head on the, <laughs> the, the plate, etc, etc. Yeah, when it, comes to, when it comes to giving your predictions, maybe. Um, that's 1B I'm even in the wrong thing again here 2B. right where's 2B I'm looking for 2B um, right here we go so we have games the weekend that was played uh, Tipperary and Wexford we'll come to that in a second actually because that has bearings um, Kilkenny played Cork yes. uh, at the weekend also in Piltown and both of these was going in with a 100% record if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um, it was a top of the table clash and it worked out to be an interesting game because it was a great battle. Um, the quality may not have been what you'd be used to maybe in what happened between Tipperary and Kilkenny in the last couple of minutes, but in itself it was entertaining, it was intriguing. Um, Kilkenny would be disappointed enough because they had chances. Yeah. So, you know... Um, it's hard to see where it's going to come into it but Shem Kelly was disappointed with the first goal they gave away second goal was uh, an unbelievable goal there was no way you're stopping it first goal mm-hmm. was a disaster coming for a point of view from Michael Kenny um, a, backs, a goalkeeper kind of mixed up with one another put up hands missed it ball ending up in nets etc yep. but Carr coming away with a 2-9-7 point victory in this game yeah like uh, 
I, I honestly think that Kilkenny will be disappointed and you know you have said that Seamus was obviously disappointed in that I feel like you know they would have really wanted to you know go out and can finish off their league campaign with the 100% record I know Cork and the rest of the teams they obviously have a game in hand now so Kilkenny do have a week to maybe just you know get back to basics and you know prepare for a league final it's great they're in a league final and I think that is you know I think that's just a really really great opportunity for the intermediates and I think that's really going to help them with their preparations for the Leinster campaign and for the All-Ireland campaign as well but you know thankfully they have the week off I don't they have, but you know what I think makes him more extraordinary is he said Shem Kelly is the manager he said at the start of the year that he was going to try out players mm-hmm. to be fair he has he has yep. in every group game that went out he was after trying different players mm-hmm. um, he stood to his word and to get to a league final uh, even doing that yeah. like has been pretty good for a team that's basically out been starting from scratch at the start of the year Yeah you know, you're dead right and I think everyone needs to remember that like there's an awful lot of players here that certainly wouldn't have worn a, an adult inter-county jersey before until this year and he has been right he, like, he has done exactly what he's saying he was going to do they've had four matches and it hasn't been the same team that's been playing them all and it hasn't nope. just been one or two changes Oh God no, game. there's seven, there's six eight, or seven yeah. changes, and that just goes to show the strength and depth that's actually in this panel that he has full faith in, in all the players there that are there and he's not afraid to like change it up and you know like girls are some girls are probably keeping their place on the team but maybe he's trying them out in different positions as well and I think that's what's really really good like, and I've said it once and I'll say it before with the intermediates you might only have them for one year so you literally you have to go strong and you have to go hard at the start of the year you can't this you can't be waiting around for it and you know like fair play to him you know obviously he's not going to be happy with that result but they're still in a league final and that's what's the most important thing and I think when they you know they are going to be playing Cork again in the league final I think it's going to be a different scenario Oh it's definitely going to be a different scenario I think Shem learned a lot more from the game against Cork at the weekend Mm -hmm. than maybe what Cork would have learned from Kilkenny Yeah the amazing thing about it is, I mean, we we're talking about Lee or Meath contesting a Division Two uh, final against Kerry. Mm-hmm. Kilkenny lost to Meath in the quarter final, if you remember last year yeah. in Bor with a last minute goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Kilkenny was flying high at the time, so to get to the league final, now we know there's no promotion. Yeah. Okay, obviously, because these are the second teams that's involved. There is no promotion, but there is relegation. Um, so, you know, that has bearings um, as well. But look, it's uh, Shem learned lessons. Um, and you said it, there is games next weekend. So mm-hmm. Kilkenny had the boy next weekend all along. That was the scheduling that was in it. They had to wait and see how the results went if they went on form for yeah. next weekend's games that's not going to be the case now no. because Tipperary has put the cat among the pigeons and Tipperary beat Wexford at the weekend which means that Kilkenny and Cork are at the top of the table with nine points each Kilkenny have four games played Cork have three games played so with a set of games remaining that Galway will be playing Tipperary and Wexford will be playing Cork it doesn't make a blind bit of difference because with six points in it Kilkenny and Cork are going to be contesting the league final yeah neither team can be caught there first of all good win for Tipperary yeah really good definitely um, definitely a result that probably nobody imagined not from the results that we've been looking no, at so far. Yeah, definitely not. I don't think you know. I don't think they would have been fancy to come out and come out and take that game there. And you know, it doesn't look well for Galway. You know that they're going to have who've they got this weekend? They've got uh, Galway's playing. Uh, there's a break this weekend, so they have Tipperary next. Yeah, like they're sitting at the bottom of that group there. They have they don't have any. They've zero points from three games played already. And well, it's Galway relegated. 
it's going to be interesting, right? Because uh, this is potentially going to go down to score difference. We're going to automatically assume that Cork is going to beat Wexford. Yeah. The way things are going with Cork, you know, things, the, we'll, we'll just say Cork will probably beat Wexford. Okay. If Galway do beat Tipperary, yeah. you're going to have Galway, Tipperary and Wexford all on the same amount of points. Galway, Tipperary and Wexford, yeah. <laughs> so depending and this was a bit like ourselves and Tipperary that if Tipperary did beat us yeah. and Dublin had beat Clare in the Division 1 games we could have been in potential relegation, relegation. bother yeah all those three teams are potentially in relegation trouble mm-hmm. currently Wexford is minus 1 Tipperary is minus 34 and Galway is minus 25 so if Galway win automatically Galway is going to go top of Tipperary. Yeah. Because Galway have the better scoring difference by nine points at the minute. Yeah. Depending on Cork's result against Wexford, which is 24 points in the difference at the minute between them and Galway yeah. and 33 points in it between them and yeah. Tipperary. Mm-hmm. I can't see Cork beating Wexford by 33 points or more. No. Definitely. Realistic. Now, this is just being realistic at this stage. I mean, you never know. I mean, it happened in Ashbourne and look where we got there. So, I mean, there was 30 plus points in this, but if that's the case, Tipperary is gone. Tipperary is going to be relegated if Galloway yeah. win. Yeah, it's a, it's a if big game. It's a big game for Tipperary as well, because yeah. if Tipperary win that, Galloway are getting... Uh, demoted down to Division 3A yeah it's a huge it's a huge game for both teams it really is and again always goes down to the last weekend which is great to see as well you know that there's something that there's still something you're at the edge of your seat because you just don't know what's going to happen yeah that's a that's a huge game for that's a huge game for both panels and I suppose Galway a brand new team that's a brand new panel that's in there after winning the Intermediate All-Ireland this year Tipperary are doing a lot, an awful lot of rebuilding as well so yeah it's certainly going to be you know it, it would be a shame to see any of those teams go down but I suppose listen that's just the way the cookie crumbles I'm afraid and that looks it'll, you know it'll be surprising it'll be a very very interesting game it's it'd a, be a hard one to call to be fair yeah well I mean going on form you know it's, it's going to be so hard to pick a winner yeah. in that one um, right we're go, just going to dwell on the Division 3B just for a moment because there's still a couple of matches played uh, or outstanding in this one so um, there's no matches this weekend but Antrim is to play Dublin Offaly is to play Clare um, and the two teams at the top of the table is going to play in the Division 3B final uh, currently Clare is sitting at the top of the table with three wins from three Dublin and Antrim are in second place respectively joint second because uh, Dublin and Antrim have six points so they're still all to play for there and there's no relegation out of it and um, there is promotion so whoever wins that is going to get promoted up into 3A so there's still a few matches to go in that one right this time we will move on to the Electric Ireland minor championships and we're going to start with the minor A Mm-hmm. And the matches at the weekend were Dublin and Galway to start off with. Uh, Galway beat Kilkenny last weekend and they beat Dublin at the weekend as well. One fourteen to 11 points. Is it probably a shock score? Scoreline? Potentially. I think it is. In what way now? I kind of expected Galway to put up a bigger scoreline. 
if I'm being honest. Yeah, but you have to remember weather conditions last yeah. weekend was horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, like I just, I don't know, I felt like Galway, I just felt like Galway would have put up, a, could have put up a, a bigger scoreline, but I just said the weather there pending. But yeah, nonetheless, it's still another really good result for Galway in that. That's three wins from three and they are sitting pretty. Pretty at the top of the table. And, you know, really six goals, 27 points from three games, you know, some serious going there. Well, I pushed the button again. Um, it certainly is. Well, Galway obviously beat Kilkenny last weekend. Not so much of a. It was only a point in it. Yeah. Like I mean, there's nothing really between the I the whole lot of the yeah. teams. Now you look at it. The other hand, Cork had a boy this weekend. Yes. Waterford beat Cork last weekend. Yes. Kilkenny played Waterford at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Kilkenny won by a goal. Again, horrendous conditions. The match was changed. Um, to, from the. SETU Arena it was played in the De La Salle grounds in Clayboy 2-9 victory to 1-9 over Waterford uh, a goal in it which means that Kilkenny is up to second place in the table just behind Galway with 2 from 3 so good result for Kilkenny to get back on winning ways disappointment yeah. though for Waterford after a good performance against Cork yeah really 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 good results there for Kilkenny they'll be delighted with that and I suppose Kilkenny probably knew going into that game after the way Waterford had performed against Cork the previous week that they knew that there was going to be a serious battle on yep. their hands there and as you said yeah uh, Watford are obviously going to be disappointed that they couldn't kind of capitalise on their victory from the week previous and push it on to this week because you know if they had beaten both Cork and Kilkenny could it you imagine given the them ca- huge, huge boost huge yeah. for Watford Camogie down there but nonetheless Kilkenny really really good result for them they'll be delighted and McWall and the lads will all be delighted with that as well and you know it just it keeps them ticking away there nicely in second place Ooh, it does which is uh, brings us to this weekend's games because there is a home game for Kilkenny it's against Cork it's going to be in Freshford at 2 o'clock on Sunday mm-hmm. um, so an interesting toy it's a repeat of the 2021 All-Ireland final yep. who's going to come away with the victory in this one put me on the spot there straight away and I have Don't to I always? It. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to go with Kilkenny on this obviously enough like and I think, you know, Kilkenny, I, I feel like they probably after their victory at the weekend and they're, they're kind of moving along nicely, you know, apart from their interruption, I'd say, we'll say the first day. Um, they haven't kind of pushed themselves over. They kind of have pushing themselves on. Nonetheless, Cork are coming to Kilkenny very much wounded after their loss to um, after their loss to Washford in the in the their previous game. So you know, Cork will literally be wanting to throw everything at this. But I would be expecting a good Kilkenny victory in that too. We're laughing to ourselves here because uh, Shannon is actually uh, on her show with some of the SETU students uh, from Carlo in there, and one of them is pulling I don't know what kind of stretches uh, in the window here in front of us so in case you hear us laughing or anything that's uh, that's the very reason why um, Tipperary and Galway is next up in the Minor A Championship at the weekend it is a home game for Tipperary now first of all as well we see that Gavin Dunnigan is down to referee that and we have to send our sympathies on to Gavin because his uh, dad passed away very suddenly um, yesterday as well and I sent him a message of condolences this morning and I know poor Gavin is absolutely heartbroken um, at that very sad news so uh, from us all here we certainly send our deepest sympathies to Gavin and his family um, on his very uh, sad loss of his dad um, but the Tipperary and uh, Galway game give us a winner in that one um, do, do, do. I am going to edge Galway on this one ever so slightly okay ever so slightly I'm going to give the nod to Galway Grant um, 
Cork and Tipperary was postponed uh, last weekend because there was um, a death in Tipperary one of the Tipperary players uh, dads passed away as well so again we send our sympathies to the the player in question there um, there's no refixture on that one yet so we would just have to wait and see um, how that one is going there's a game down for the ninth as well which is Waterford and Dublin because I think that was postponed before as well wasn't it is there not a number in this by the way I thought there was six. No, there is six, yeah. There is six, but I think it's just the... It's another back game. That was postponed for some reason as well, I think. But uh, Right, so did you say Tipperary or Galway to me? Galway. Galway. Mm -hmm. Okay. Going to go with Galway. Going to go with Galway. Right, we're going to move on to the Electric Ireland Minor... B Championship um, and as you heard me talking earlier to you chap clear Carlo had been flying high in this with uh, two wins out of two in it um, but they came up against a very strong Roscommon team at the weekend and Roscommon coming away with a 110 to 4 point victory over Carlo in that one so look Shane and the boys won't be too disheartened mm-hmm. you know they're still going well disappointment alright that they had lost the game but they'll, uh, they'll pick themselves up and they'll bounce back because they have Leash coming up at the weekend. Yeah, and that's going to be a huge game for them. Both teams are are very much, you know, in serious contention there in that group. And, you know, and I suppose on points there are level pegging there, but obviously there is a score difference on it as well. So this is going to be a huge game for Carlo when um, going into this weekend. But you have to look at Roscommon there. That's a, you know, that's a great result for Roscommon. It's a huge victory for them. Points. But when you actually look at some of their scores that they're raking up there, like we look at the first out they had leashed 2 8 to 1 8 um, then they had 4 8 to 1 6 they have 1 10 to 4 points like they've 7 7 goals and 26 points on yeah in 3 games like that's crazy for minor level like we're we're talking about that and we're looking at some of the, the adult divisions and we're saying like oh god they're after raking up 7 goals and this many points you look at a minor team in Roscommon and they're doing yeah. the exact same thing it's really really good and it's, it's brilliant good, it's good to see a brand new team a lesser known team coming through the forehand you know that's a that's a great result for them and Roscommon are deservedly so sitting on top there three wins from three and they'll be very very happy with their situation at the Trees moment. Three's a will certainly be very happy and talking about Roscommon because you did say they have three from three mm-hmm. that was the reason why because they beat uh, Carlo um, Derry and Kildare Derry was at home in Own Beg against Kildare very close game in this one only two points in and at 110 to 18 good victory for Derry yeah really really good victory there for Derry they'll be delighted with that and I think you know it just goes to show the work that's actually been doing I suppose they had to kind of bounce back from their defeat to Roscommon the, the week previous so yeah it's a really really good result which was too bad well I won't say well, from a point of view from Derry it was two bad losses because Carlo yeah. beat him the first, the first day, day round, then yeah. Roscommon beat him the second day out so they really needed to put a win on the boards to have mm. any chance of uh, progressing up along the way the other result in that one then is uh, 1-4 to Westmeath 3-12 to Liege great to see Liege doing so well in the minor they're sitting in second place at the minute joint second with Carlo um, and you know when the other team is not going so well it's great to see the minors you know they're flying the flag for Leash at the minute um, and going very very well uh, in that division Yeah really really good results there for Leash and you know they'll obviously be delighted with that and you know it, it's again keeping them very much in contention 
and, and as we mentioned earlier this weekend's match against Carlo is going to be a huge battle for both teams and it's really going to kind of you know push you know the contenders on and you know they're certainly going to be delighted with the fact that they're sitting there in second place I don't think they've played Roscommon yet have they? Oh, oh they have Leash and Roscommon have already played and Roscommon beat them by Yeah the Roscommon is yeah. on top yeah, yeah, um, so, yeah but Brings us to this weekend's matches so Leash and Carlo was the first one up who do you see coming away with this one? I'm going to go with Carlo Okay Going to go with Carlo in this one. Well, they're certainly yeah. putting in good performances. Mm-hmm. Ross Common and Kildare. You couldn't, but not look at Ross Common here. Well, I mean, they're flying. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. Although the form goes out the windows, and some of them they could make a whole even show of us uh, <laughs> next weekend. But anyway, so you're going with Ross Common in this one. Yeah. Um, and Westmeath and Derry then is the other one. I'm going to go Westmeath. You're going Westmeath in that one? Yes. Okay. I was a bit surprised with Westmeath last week because I tipped that they might actually beat Leash. But mm. um, okay, so who did you say to me? Westmeath. Westmeath. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, well, look, that uh, puts, as we said, Ross Common at the top of the table, nine points. Leash Carlo joined second uh, with six points. Then you have Derry and Westmeath and three points. And Kildare sitting at the bottom of the table just at the minute with a no score in that one. Right, we're not going to dwell too much on it because, as we say, we don't know too much about some of these teams. So we're just going to run down through some of the scores in the Electric Minor C Championship because that is important to some of the teams. Anya, carry your flying I don't know what it is there's something in the water or what happened down there over the, the winter months Kerry flying 313 to 18 victory over Wicklow that one was played in the UL uh, in the Maguire's pitches um, at the weekend Down and Cavan poor Cavan they're trying but Down came away with the victory 5-8 to 2 points and Armagh are flying again at this age group with a 6-20 to 9 points victory over Mayo which means that Kerry are sitting atop of the table of the Minor C Championship as well with three wins from three Armagh and Down in joint second there uh, with Armagh with a game in hand as well because Armagh still have to play Cavan so it's still all to play for in that one in the Electric Ireland Sea uh, Shield Championship there was only one game that was played at the weekend uh, and that was a big win for Louth uh, over Donegal in that game um, with Louth coming away uh, big victors I'm not going to call out the score but um, Tyrone sitting at the top of the table 2 out of 2 Louth in 2nd place with 1 win from 2 games they're on 3 points Donegal down at the bottom of the table in that one and in the Electric Ireland Minor A Shields competition uh, we have wins for Limerick over Meath Ooh, Antrim over Wexford and Clare and Offaly was a draw uh, at 110 to 13 points which means great fortunes for some of the teams Limerick yeah. uh, going badly enough um, minor team flying mm-hmm. at the minute uh, they're sitting pretty at joint top of the table with Clare on 7 points uh, each of them with 2 wins from 3 games and Antrim in 2nd place with 6 points with 2 wins from 3 obviously there's a draw in there as well for Limerick and Clare and that's why they have the seven points so look all of the teams in the electric uh, Ireland minor championship flying away and doing very very well to be fair yeah exactly and some great results coming through there as well right uh, Congress coming up at the weekend 
um, on Saturday and Sunday there's a rake of motions to go mm. through now we're not going to go through them all um, a lot of them is to do with tidying up words and shifting a word here or there with it um, there's a couple of interesting ones I suppose the, one of them being the combined teams can't progress to provincial or all Ireland series yes. um, and I think I won't say the county but one of the counties has put in a motion that if you're joined together for more than three years mm-hmm. you should be allowed to represent your county at provincial level yeah. do you agree? I agree I do I agree with it and I think you know I suppose for small for smaller smaller parishes and smaller clubs out the country you know I, I think like they obviously they've had no they have had no choice but to join and amalgamate with another club there because they genuinely they do not have numbers and I suppose for them to keep Camogie going in the area they need to do this um, and I just think like you know for example like we've seen last year there we had um, and I know at junior they can't obviously go further yeah. but we did have John Locks and we had uh, Bennett's Bridge that were joined together and like I know they lost the county final and I know, and again I know Junior can't, can't uh, go any further but I think it would be an awful I think that's an awful shame in that case like it'd be the likes of if Emeralds and St Anne's if they were to win the intermediate and they couldn't go forward same as St Clair's you know like exactly like I just think I think it is an awful pity that it, it, it can't happen and I think you know it's right to say like yes obviously give them a time frame of saying yeah okay three years as long as you're joined from more than three years yeah absolutely go forward because you have to remember these girls have gelled so much together over the last couple of years and you know they should be given the opportunity to, to push on and go forward and you know they, they've competed at county they've won their best at county and let them go on and progress and try to get to a Leinster final or an All-Ireland final I don't I don't see the harm in it I really really don't um, and I think it's you know for me I, I certainly do agree with the motion that's been put forward Well as I say that is certainly uh, one of them um, that is being uh, put forward for us um, I'll be at it so we'll be able to give report yeah. next Monday um, to see how things are going um, right is that all that we have for this weekend I think so Looks have we anything else quite enough this weekend I suppose like the only teams that we have we've had sorry we had our under 16s out as well oh yes you're dead right had yeah. really good victories um, as well this weekend Dublin and Leash was yeah. the oppositions yeah yeah brilliant so great to see both of them now progress on to the, to the next stage of the, the Leinster Championship as well so two really two really good performances there so well done to everyone involved in that yeah good woman be quite enough weekend yeah I think once the league is kind of over now we're kind of except for someone I'm I'm getting to a point if you left me finished first of all (laughs) sorry I apologise because yes the league is coming to an end and yes there is going to be a bit of a lull but this is not sport related because this time last year we were preparing to bring the OB unit to the rower (laughs) to the church to have outside for Anya yeah. And Farlow's wedding. Yeah, I know. And this weekend coming yes. is Anya and Stephen's first wedding anniversary. Yeah. Just well about. done, Anya. You made the year. I, well, just about. I haven't, we haven't made it yet. We're still a couple of days out. Anything could happen now <laughs> at this stage. We'll see. I um, think now yeah. for yourself and Farlow is still there now after the year. It is pretty mm-hmm. well sewn up that is going to be well lasting for the next number of years. Uh, we'll see. I haven't killed him yet anyway. <laughs> He's wrecking my head, but sure, listen, we'll have to keep going on that. But yeah, we do have the All County League game starting this weekend with the clubs. Yes, which is great to see. There's a lot of action actually starting because the minors yeah. and the under 14s are in swing. 16s are in swing. Minors are starting 
if you're listening to this on Tuesday, they're starting tomorrow, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're starting on the Wednesday. Yeah, all county is out uh, the weekend, weekend. So there's a lot of yeah. all county matches on this weekend. So yeah, great world. to see the club scenes back as well. Yeah, it's great to see it. And I suppose like, you know, it's kind of tricky as well at this time of the year. And I suppose like a lot of clubs are probably, you know, all in the in the one boat. Thankfully, we can actually play 12 aside in this all county league competition. Oh, I Did I say? Yeah. No, I didn't say. All county league. Yeah, no, I didn't say just twelve aside. No, we can. No, I didn't say so. You did, Mark. No. No, no, I didn't. I'm only joking with Jay Oh my God Oh my God I was like right We have to forfeit there um, No, <laughs> the but look on your I face know, like, Oh no um, Yeah because you know what I think I think teams are Probably going to Maybe They're going to be under pressure I think really At, the, at this early will, stage of the year like, small I, I think I think every club Is going to be in that situation but Yeah It's important Yeah With the split season that the club players yeah. have a certain amount of matches that they're able to look forward to because you know yourself as a player yeah. you don't want to be training you don't want to be playing challenge matches for the sake of nothing and then mm-hmm. only playing your first competitive match in June or July yeah. nobody wants that no they certainly don't and like you know it's certainly it's definitely it's a competition and I suppose it, you know what it's really good as well for I find it's actually really good for you know the players that have literally just come up to play with adults yes. so like they're kind of you know they're in their last year under 16 and it's their first year playing at adults I think it's actually really good for those players as well because it kind of it kind of gives them a little bit of a taste to what adult competition is like because it's yeah. like let's be fair it's a huge jump up oh, it, it really is. is like you're going from young girls to playing with women yeah but I mean disrespectfully right yeah. that's the very same as putting somebody that's just out of 16 up against you yeah. as you a full back or a full forward and they're a full forward or a full back as well mm-hmm. yeah like I think like you'd only have to brush off them and you'd be pushing yeah. them over yeah well see the problem is then they start running around the place and then that's where I just give up give up at that stage <laughs> but yeah like it's really really good and I actually think you actually you kind of I think it actually makes the younger players the this, these all county league games because it lets them come up to that bit of a standard and it, it slowly introduces them into it before you kind of hit the ground. But it gives them a bit of a feel of purpose as exactly. well, you know, that they're yeah. not just there for training to make up numbers, etc. Yeah, exactly. They've been thrown in at the deep end, mm. which is the best way to learn and start. Yeah, that's very true. We Listen, we all had to do it. We all had to do our graph there somewhere. Which so. is why it's going to happen to you some of these days that you'll be thrown in at the deep end now to referee and now and match and then that'll be not. it. You'll be no gone way. for the rest of the time. No, God, no. That'll never, ever be happening. No way. Not you never know. Actually, we'll see. Listen, it's going to be good. It's, you know, it's nice to get the club championship back, uh, club campaigns back together. Oh, we've missed it all. We really have. Like, I actually feel like I love it more than I love the inter-county season I know I shouldn't say that but I do I do I think the I think the club uh, season in but there's a lot special. more of the club and I mean yeah. we, we see that even from the podcast mm. end of things yeah. that when you're previewing the, the club games it's probably downloaded maybe more times than it yeah. is for the inter-county yeah. season you know which is Certainly great is. I mean yeah. we look we love everybody and we love when you download us yeah. and listen to us and the we whole lot so say congratulations to Loretto Junior team who won the All-Ireland oh, we forgot the, yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, because that was on done. last week Wednesday actually so yeah a double Um, fair play to them yeah brilliant Um, you know great to see Loretto doing the double at senior and junior level so absolutely brilliant for all the girls and I do have to give a shout out to Lerone actually had captain and player of the match Keir Dunn was captain and Adani was player of the match in that Um, so well done to all the girls involved 
Sure, you would have to get the taller own thing Absolutely. in as well, wouldn't you? Of course I would. Why no not? disrespect to the girls. Fair play to you and well done. I'm only pulling Donia's leg here now, by the way. Uh, because, uh, sure, I mean, look, you're even busier being secretary at Tuller now this year as well, so. Yeah, kept going. It's grand. It's fine. Sure, what else do you have you to do? Like, this I mean, is literally know. it. What else do I have to be doing in my spare time? <laughs> Fun and games. Oh, it certainly is. Look, we enjoy it so much. If we didn't, we wouldn't be here with it. Yeah. Uh, folks, thank you so much as always for listening to us. I had a bit of uh, audio that was um, to be played out by some of the players, but I'm just conscious. Last week it ran on a little bit, um, and. I had a lot of editing to do last week and it's going to be the same tonight as well. So we're pushing it a small little bit uh, shorter this week but we'll have plenty of audio coming up in the next couple of weeks. And if you do want to listen to any of the interviews you can always go on to the Scoreline podcast that is available through the scoreline.ie website and all of the interviews from everyone so you will hear Brian Dowling you will hear Claire Phelan and you will hear Jenny Clifford who doesn't like talking and yet was mm-hmm. phenomenal when she was doing her interview at the weekend so you will catch them all there as you would do every week my thanks as always to Anya great to have her back for the weekend we congratulate her on her year's anniversary to uh, Mr Farrell hopefully they'll be having a nice <laughs> evening or weekend or mm-hmm. whichever you have planned for to do it um, and we'll have our producer back next week as well but until next Monday as we always say stay safe enjoy your sport and keep listening and we will see you all next week bye bye this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh,